And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning. I want to start with this great video from the Dilly team. Good morning. It's Freedom Friday. Freedom Friday. Take a deep breath of that right-wing extremism. It's Friday. Freedom Friday. Good morning, everybody. A great MAGA morning on Friday. I'm feeling good. I hope you're feeling good. I think Donald Trump's feeling all right. A lot of people aren't feeling all right, though. The Dilly Meme team does it again. Lauren Eve. The unpaid online Trump war machine, the Dilly meme team. They're great. Good morning, MAGA morning. It's Friday, Freedom Friday. We're live, as always, Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern, right here on Rumble. Go get Rumble over at 1776live.tv. Well, it's been an interesting... I don't know, 24 hours, a little less. Donald Trump, third indictment. What does it all mean? Does it all really matter? It's all a bunch of BS. You know it, I know it. The weaponization of our government. Polls go up, indictments go up. Polls go up more, indictments go up more. And the left is having a meltdown. The 
there were people on the right having a meltdown. The whole DeSantard crew, the Swamp crew, the Sanctus crew, whatever you want to call it. They were all a bunch of cucks. Literally, the left and the DeSantis crew, they're all the same. They're all the same. Anyway, hit the follow, hit the like. Good morning, Brian. Hope you're feeling good. Foggy morning in the state of Kentucky. It's a little uh, overcast in the horrible state of New York where I am, but it's not bad. It's not really hot, not really humid. We're, we're doing all right. Hit that follow, the thumbs up button. The thumbs up button really helps juice the algorithm and gets us recommended to other great patriots so they can check out the show. And being that it is Friday, don't forget, every Tuesday and Friday, my good friends over at the Steak for Breakfast podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, make sure you tune into them. They have some of the great, if not the greatest, political commentary in the game, along with a unbelievable guest list like Liz Harrington, Trump's spokesperson, uh, Christina Bob, uh, Trump's lawyer for the 2024 campaign, who's a great person, uh, Cash Patel, uh, Pete Navarro, uh, so many others, uh, members of Congress, and they really get into the, uh, the down and dirty politics uh, happening in D.C. and around the country. Definitely fueled by America First and the MAGA movement. But my good friends over at Steak for Breakfast Podcast, I'm actually going to be uh, covering there, I believe, next week. I think for four shows, Tuesday and Friday, because of uh, some uh, Noah is, uh, you know, on vacation. So I'll be covering it with my boy Roan over there on Steak for Breakfast. Make sure you tune in. They, they, their shows uh, drop every Tuesday, Friday on Apple. Uh, usually about anywhere between 4 and 6 p.m. Eastern, you can get them and download them and watch them. And uh, yeah, so Donald Trump, again, again, shows up like a boss to D.C., doesn't care. They want to say he was a shake box in court. Not for nothing, but I've been in courtrooms. And courtrooms are very unsettling places, no matter who you are. So, you know, there were reports where he was asked his age and he fumbled with his words. You realize, one, this man doesn't stop, and he has the United States government, the weaponized government, going after him. Not only that, an entire political party and a portion of, well, his own political party. Morning, Hog. I just played Lauren Eve's video, the uh, Sopranos video, which is awesome. And uh, we brought in the show with that. So, oh, and over again, Freedom Friday tonight, myself and James Curry, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. We have Chris Worrell, January 6th, unfortunately convicted January 6th there. Uh, he's going to come on with us. He has a lot to reveal. He was the individual from Florida who had his cancer treatment withheld uh, while he was in jail. He's going to be sentenced later this month, and from what I'm hearing, a minimum of 10 years for nonsense. But he's going to be on with us tonight, um, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, live. Uh, he says he has a lot to reveal and a lot to talk about, and he does not care that it's go that it, there's a possibility it could affect his sentencing. He doesn't care. He wants to speak out, and uh, we're going to give him a platform. So tune in tonight, eight thirty p.m. Eastern. All right, let's jump into some stuff here. Trump pleads not guilty, of course, because he is not guilty. The charges relating to January six probe 
showed up to DC like a boss, doesn't care. He's in, he's in it to win it, and he's going to win it. And, of course, not guilty on charges alleging he attempted to overturn the 2020 election results Thursday in Washington, D.C. yesterday, which, listen, even Alina Habab, his attorney, said it. We're going to play some video clips, too. Any president, including Donald Trump, is advised by so many different people, and it's up to that individual who's being advised, like anything else. could be a CEO. could be president. I have people that advise me in certain things, and I take their, their um, you know, I, t- I take their opinions and their advice and I come up with my own to either execute a plan, whether it's a business plan or a, a decision that I think is going to be the right one. Yeah, there's no crime in that, especially when you have people who are at the time high level in the DOJ uh, attorney, you know, attorney general's office and things like that, that are giving you this advice, whether it's about the election or other things, and they're going to in- indict Donald Trump for it literally for questioning the results and doing everything within the law to contest the results of the 2020 election. Like, you know, the Democrats did not do when Donald Trump won and they tried to uh, overturn or, or contest his election, not even the right way in Congress where uh, Joe Biden, who was vice president who was there certifying the election of Donald Trump had to tell his own party. There's no argument. You're not doing it right. Maxine Waters, Jamie Raskin, uh, there was like seven or eight of them. And he had to put them in his place. Probably the only thing Joe Biden ever did uh, correctly and smart in his 186 years in politics. So Trump was arraigned at the DC courthouse around four o'clock Following charges, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy against rights, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding to obstruct, the uh, obstruct, 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 stop. All of these fancy words, and, and then of course what everyone's going to do from the lefty loon Twitter accounts to DeSantis accounts to the mainstream media, he he could get the death penalty for one of these charges. Could, could you stop? Could you come back to reality, you fucking morons? I dropped an F-bomb. It's not even 9 o'clock. I'm sorry. Not even 8.30. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's not that it's frustrating. I, I'm frustrated with stupid people every day of my life, but it's just, at, at this point, it's comical because now you literally have Republicans saying it as well all these DeSantards are are saying it like they're all on twitter if you're a trump account or an obvious trump supporter like myself on twitter you get it oh well how's donald trump gonna run for president from prison run run for president from prison first of all donald trump's never gonna see the inside of a jail cell that that is a fact that is a fact and whatever he may be convicted of in dc because it's so corrupt none of it's gonna come with a jail sentence None of it. But Ron DeSantis' supporters, who were former Trump supporters, who rode Donald Trump's coattails to gain these followings and to monopolize on the grifts that they currently have, and some of them have very good ones, they all are spouting the same thing. He's going to be in jail. He's going to be convicted. They literally mirror left-wing 
Twitter influencers, Twitter spokespeople and pundits and everything else. It's <laughs> don't don't feel bad. I say fuck before I even get out of bed early morning. <laughs> That's be- <laughs> me too. Sometimes it just depends on how old I feel in the morning when everything cracks from like my toe to my earlobe. Like oh, everything hurts today. Fuck. But yeah, this is uh. Listen, this has never happened before in American history. It, it's it's never happened, and Trump isn't going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. They, literally, whether he knew he lost the election or not, and he was taking the advice from counsel, taking the advice from senior advisors, it, it's, it's, there's no crime. This is such a stretch. Every attorney I speak to says the same thing, constitutional attorneys that I speak to. There's nothing here. And if, because it's in D.C., he were to get convicted of something, there's real no basis of, he's not going to get convicted of anything he's charged with. He's not. Either either charges will get lowered uh, or he's, he's I don't see, see, here's the thing. I don't see Donald Trump playing to anything. I see him saying, nope, nope, let's go to trial, let's go to trial. Because here's the thing, I think a lot of people, especially in Donald Trump's defense team, would like to go to trial because that would open up that whole discovery phase, which first of all, that discovery phase is going to take a long time. This whole speedy trial nonsense, it's non-existent because they will call everyone in their mother, the defense team, to be deposed, to have documents, to have, they'll probably have somebody go and scrape the media, every media outlet out there, including podcasts and everything, to get every clip of every single person they want to depose to ask them questions about it in court. And then they have to strategize. You know how long this could take? This is not a speedy trial. This is not happening before the primary. I don't see anything happening with this case until after the general election. And by that time, he's going to be sitting in the Oval Office because of people like you. And people like me who are not going to waver, who are not going to break, who are not going to be demoralized by the idiocy from the left. And, of course, the DeSantards. It's just not going to happen. We're going to vote no matter what. And the only way they're going to stop us from voting is if they're going to, well, they're not going to cancel an election. But if they find a way and a good reason to postpone an election, to once again change the way. We run elections in this country because that's been done before. And I will say this, vote early. That's where I am at. It's uh, it's interesting times. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull up. Bear with me, people. Uh, Alina, uh, Alina Habab, right before uh, coming up on the arraignment, at the courthouse, she addressed the press and she took questions from press. We're going to hear from uh, Christina Bob, the other attorney for the campaign. She was with Grant Stinchfield yesterday on his show and uh, a few people from Fox. And I want to get into some of these whack job Hollywood elitists whose Twitter pages, all they're doing is talking about Donald Trump because they have such horrible Trump derangement syndrome. It's, uh, it, it, it's wild. So let's check out Alina Habab, what she's saying. 
On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. Yep. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Last week, Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell through when the judge realized it had blanket immunity. The following day, a superseding indictment against Donald Trump. July 31st, Devin Archer goes to testify in front of the House. That was only after they failed to put him in jail prior to the fact. What happens the next day? The January 6th indictment that we're here for today. This is not a coincidence. This is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate right now for president for either party. President Trump is under siege in a way that we have never seen before. His country is under siege. President Trump and his legal team and everyone on his team will continue to fight, not for him, but for the American people. I mean, that's a fact. And yes, this this entire... Not only is Donald Trump under siege, this country is under siege. The American people are under siege. The Constitution is under siege because they're doing everything they can to destroy everything it stands for. Everything. And that is why I say time and time again, I'm voting for the guy that the United States government is working so feverishly to stop from becoming president. I'm voting for the guy that doesn't have to worry about running for re-election. I will say it. I will keep screaming it until I take my last breath if need be. We are in such a spiral. And, and the, the whole, it's not a, it's, it's, it's a tagline, I guess you could say, but it's, a tr- it's not just a tagline. It's true. Our nation is in decline, which, by the way, Donald Trump has been saying since before the midterms. Ron DeSantis is starting to say the American decline and some of his Twitter influencers like that guy, John Cardildo, who used to be a huge, huge Trump supporter are accusing Donald Trump for stealing Ron DeSantis's campaign slogan of American decline, where I guess they don't pay attention too much. They only pay attention to what they want to Donald Trump. It's in, it's literally the intro to this show is that actual speech. Part of it where he starts, our nation is in decline. And that was before the uh, midterms. Like, it just they're so petty and so stupid, but it just, just shows where their head is. And, and like, listen, D.C., we know, is corrupt court, corrupt jury pool. Uh, there, there's no fair uh court hearings proceedings trials for anyone that's republican and that and that's we we have so much proof of that over the years and also proof of where if there's someone who's a democrat in the dc circuit <clears throat> they get off was that guy sussman and then you have a guy like roger stone it, it, it's one will get convicted over over a fake literal fake hoax uh the whole russia hoax and then over that the clinton campaign paid for and then Sussman, where you have real evidence of corruption, 
and <clears throat> nope, acquitted. Conviction, acquitted. It, it's wild. And and this brings us to, so Cash Patel had spoken to uh, Breitbart for an exclusive where there's no coincidence that Donald Trump drew the most pardoned J6 judge who apparently worked alongside Hunter Biden at a law firm at one point. And he goes into it. Again, it's not a coincidence that former President Donald Trump drew a biased judge to oversee his 2020 election case relating to January 6, 2021, which, in fact, she has been handing out sentences to January 6ers more, more time, harsher sentences than what the actual government, the prosecutors, have been recommending. That goes to show where this judge's head is at. She's appointed to the, uh, what's her name? Tanya S. Chutkin, appointed to the bench by the Obama administration in 2014. She's going to oversee the 2020 election case against Trump. She previously worked in litigation and white-collar criminal defense at Boys, Schiller, and Flexner, where Hunter Biden and Chutkin were colleagues for five years. Oh, maybe there should be a recusal or a demand for this judge to recuse herself already just based on that during her tenure as a judge. She also oversaw an important case regarding the Russia hoax. So it seems she's got some ties and here she is. I don't know much about her other than what's reported. So Obama appointed judge. She's handing out J six sentences that are pretty harsh. She's obviously a Trump hater. I believe she had used Trump in disparaging remarks while she was sentencing other uh, uh, January 6th defendants who were at the rally weren't even in the Capitol and things like that. And no, you can't believe for one second that it's a coincidence that corrupt DC, that they gave this biased judge to, over, they assigned this biased judge to oversee the Donald Trump case. And it's obvious that she's going to be, um, she's not going to be fair. She's not going to be neutral. And, uh, this is what we're this is what we're uh, dealt. The cards you have to play the hand we're dealt. Unfortunately, listen. The governor of West Virginia is like, hey, ha- have the trial here. The Trump team is is saying, can we change the venue? There's no fair trial in D.C. There's no fair trial in D.C. for uh, a conservative, Republican, whatever you want to call it. And, and I'd have to agree with Cash Patel. This judge has no credibility to oversee Trump's case. She, and apparently she did recuse herself from overseeing an ongoing case concerning Trump and the Russia hoax in November of 2017. So she already has a history of recusing herself based on a case involving Donald Trump and the Russia hoax. So why is she assigned this case because Cash Patel goes on and says, if you're a judge and you represented one of the parties or your firm represented one of the parties before you, it's, it's, it's an automatic recusal. Full stop. You, you recuse yourself. You have bias. Is There's a conflict of interest. After Trump won the 2016 election, the House Intelligence Committee subpoenaed bank records to ascertain who reportedly paid $168,000 for the Steele dossier into Trump. The committee wanted to discover who funded the vehicle the FBI used to receive permission to spy on Donald Trump. In turn, the the Democrat-aligned disinformation firm Fusion GPS filed suit to block the release of bank record that linked Fusion GPS's funds to the Steele dossier. 
this judge, Judge Chutkin, was involved in that in, in that lawsuit. And then she recused herself from the case. It's um again, and here's the problem. Unfortunately, the judges can make rulings on what's admissible as evidence, what's admissible as testimony, and other things. And I'm imagining she is not going to allow things like talking about Dominion voter machines, talking about election integrity, even though this case apparently is about the the rights of voters and the, disen, the vote, voters being disenfranchised by Donald Trump because of his words behind a podium, oh my God, and, and the, the uh, exercising of free speech by the 45th president. She's going, they did this to Roger Stone. The judge in Roger Stone's case basically made it impossible for him to form a defense. Because of the rulings. Nope, Becky, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't say that. You can't mention this. You can't give that to the jury. And that's the problem with these judges. What's going to ultimately happen? Donald Trump will get convicted in this case. He'll appeal it. It'll end up go it'll end up going to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court will overturn it. Donald J. Trump will never see the inside of a jail cell. And what's crazy is that American citizens, Democrat and Republican, are hoping that Donald Trump sees the inside of a jail cell. They are not only promoting, advocating, and supporting, and rooting for the United States government to imprison a political opponent. They are rooting for a third world country atmosphere. They are completely disregarding the United States Constitution and what our republic stands for. And in, in, in a lot of people's eyes, and this is just society, and I've said it before, indictment and arrest in most people's eyes who just don't have rational thought in their brain on their own because they're so glued to places like MSNBC, CNN, and, and other, other sources, even Fox, where indictment, arrest, you're guilty. Indictment, arrest, you're guilty. Indictment, arrest means nothing. Again, it's what happens in a court of law, and they don't always get it right, and that's why you have appeals, and that's why you have the Supreme Court. And it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. And and listen, and I, I I do not like Fox at all. But they were talking about it. You had Charlie Hurt, Fox News contributor. Steve Miller was on there as a former Trump advisor on Fox. They were talking about how this seems like a distraction. We'll hear what they have to say. Uh, I may be ahead of the game, Steve Miller, but I think this is a distraction from the Hunter Biden's uh, crimes. I know they haven't all yep. been proven yet. I understand that. But the first thing I want to talk about is what exactly has Mr. Donald Trump done wrong? I'm still trying to figure that out. Everybody is. Well, according to the Department of Justice, what the president did wrong was advance a view of the election with which they disagree. And then further advanced a view of parliamentary procedure with which they also disagreed. In other words, the, his view of the of the rules of the House uh, differed from those who currently are in the Department of Justice. So they are criminalizing political speech and political interpretation. Those are now felonies punishable by decades in jail. If the Department of Justice believes that either your speech or your advocacy of the legislature differs materially from their view, they can charge you with a conspiracy to defraud the United States and a conspiracy to violate the civil rights of America. Imagine Americans. that. This is something that even 
the Soviet Union would have blushed at attempting because it lacked credibility in the extreme. This is something that even rogue regimes around the world today would say, this doesn't pass the laugh test. This doesn't pass even the minimum threshold for us to even be able to lie to our own citizens that there's something here. Let's plant some like spyware on this person to come up with something else because this doesn't work. And yet here we are and it's happening before our very eyes. So if I if I turn around and say on a public platform, whether you're saying it's 20 people or 2 million people, if I turn around now in this country, is, is the precedent set where if I say the 2020 election was stolen, was, was, was rigged and stolen, like so many people have said, countless people have said, does that mean I could be charged with conspiracy to defraud the United States? Am I disenfranchising voters and, and making people feel like their votes don't count or taking the, the uh, voting rights away from people by sitting here saying in public that the 2020 election was rigged and stolen? Because that, that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like to me that no matter what position you're in, if you're vocalizing and you're exercising your free speech and saying these things, or that January 6th was a false flag and was uh, orchestrated and infiltrated by the federal government by means of the FBI and FBI-owned assets— and members of the Democratic Party, does that mean I'm defrauding the United States and the United States government, and the United States people by by sharing that opinion? In fact, but opinion, freedom of speech, right? I maybe maybe it's a lie. Now, you, you, lies. I mean, unless they're hurting people, which they'll say. Here's where the whole death penalty thing comes in. On, on the, I believe it's the uh, conspiracy against rights charge, where they say, if you cause death by things that you've said, they could technically, they could seek the death penalty. And what I believe they want to try to do, I think it's under that charge, conspiracy against rights, is they actually want to try to flip the narrative of Ashley Babbitt and the other people that died. And by the way, no Capitol Police officers were murdered on January 6th, but they keep, they, keep, they keep spewing that lie. Brian Sicknick was not murdered on January 6th. He died of a stroke days after. Who's had, who's had medical history in the past? They'll try to spin that narrative and blame Donald Trump. Because of Donald Trump inciting this insurrection, which he did not, people lost their lives, and we want him responsible for those deaths but we can't recharge him for murder or manslaughter or involuntary manslaughter because he wasn't even anywhere near it. So what can we do under this conspiracy against rights charge to make him responsible for those deaths and just have everybody keep parroting that and say, well, they can, they can seek the death penalty for that. And then of course it'll be you at first, even Ron DeSantis's deputy press secretary praised Ashley Babbitt's death, said fuck around and found out, and Ashley Babbitt found out. People on the left still say it to this day. There are people on the right that say it. Never Trumpers, Trump-hating Republicans, whatever you want to call them, will still say it. 
Now they'll spin the narrative. Wouldn't surprise me in this court case. Saying, oh, an innocent, unarmed Air Force veteran was murdered. And the blood, her blood is on Donald Trump's hands. Not the coward Capitol Police officer that shot her behind a door through another door, climbing through a window, unarmed. No. Who's had a history of leaving his guns around and everything else. They gave him a medal and called him a hero. But they'll say that Donald Trump caused, and it's, they're, they're saying it now. But it wouldn't surprise me if that's brought into court like that. It does It does not. So uh, yesterday, my good friend Grant Stinchfield's show on Mir- Real America's Voice, Stinchfield Tonight. He loves Patriot cigars, by the way. I just sent him some. He loves it. He makes uh, Instagram reels about them. With another great friend of the show, Christina Bob, which, by the way, if you haven't gotten Christina Bob's book, Stealing Your Vote, you should. She, you know, worked on it, and just this book alone could prove as evidence of a uh, not-so-secure election in 2020. So you should get that. Uh, Stealing Your Vote by Christina Bob. You can get it on Amazon. And I know I've recommended the book a few times, and people have said that they've ordered it and read it and thought it was great. The uh, introduction and forward is written by Steve Bannon. But um, she was with Grant Stinchfield yesterday on his show, and I actually um, have not listened to this whole clip, so we're going to do it together and uh, see what they have to say. They have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he believed the election was fair. And I don't think there's a person in this country who believes beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump thought this was a fair election. So they have quite an uphill battle, notwithstanding the advantages that they have from the venue. Christina, last night on this program, I called this the greatest indictment to ever come down against President Trump. And and I call it that for this reason. This is basically a disinformation indictment. I mean, it's all, all, you know, President Trump said this, did that. It's a First Amendment speech. But Jack Smith raises voting irregularities in Michigan. He talks about what happened in Nevada. He raises the issues in Georgia that to me have never still been proven false, any of these allegations. He talks about Detroit, Michigan. You can now go on the offensive. You can make a witness list and subpoena every single executive, every single secretary of state, every single election worker, every single person that signed an affidavit. You can now start hauling all these people into court. You can now try to prove the case that the election actually was stolen. Thank you, Jack Smith. Yeah, he finally gave us the venue that no other federal court was willing to give us and gave us national (laughs) subpoena power. So thank you. Um, But also, just to add to your point, not only does he raise all of these different issues with the state, but he doesn't even limit it to President Trump's time in office between November 3rd and January 6th. He raises issues about the Arizona audit and the Michigan investigation from the Michigan Senate, which all came later in 2021 and beyond. He goes into a lot of the investigations that took place well after President Trump had left office, which means the whole thing is open. And Grant, I know you've done a great job covering this on your show. There's a lot of information out there and a lot of investigations, particularly in Wisconsin and Georgia and Arizona and Pennsylvania, that have all come to light well after President Trump left office. And because he put that in the indictment, all of that becomes fair game now. Agreed. The only problem is, and Christina Bob is great. She is um, the uh, camp, the Trump twenty twenty four campaign attorney. She does a great job. Uh, she does a lot of media. Again, you should get her book, uh, "Stealing Your Vote" on Amazon by Christina Bob, and it's B O B B two B's at the end of Bob. I 
definitely encourage it. The problem is all of that's well and good, and they can call all these people in a national subpoena power and all the investigations. But now you have this biased judge, and she is ultimately going to be the dictator in the courtroom because that's basically what judges are. They can, they have the ultimate power, what they allow in their courtroom. Will they allow any of that? Will she allow any of that in her courtroom? Does she have her marching orders from the DOJ? Do they have something on her? An Obama-appointed judge. How friendly is she with the Obamas? Are they still in contact with her? It's all corrupt. It is all corrupt. And, you know, we, we just have to sit back and watch and unfortunately take it. But what I do like is Donald Trump's attitude is pushing forward, running for president, and not letting this stop him. But before I continue, it is time. MyPatriotCigars.com. My company owned by me. The blends curated by me using great tobacco that the best tobacco, aged tobacco that Nicaragua has to offer. MyPatriotCigars.com. You can use promo code MAGA. Get 25% off your order. That's the only promo code for this show, and that's the best discount you'll see. 25% off. Promo code MAGA, MyPatriotCigars.com. Get yourself cigars. Get cigars for a loved one. We have gift cards. We have merch. We have monthly subscriptions. And, of course, my favorite thing to do is to get deployed service members cigars all over the world and all over the country. You can go to MyPatriotCigars.com. You can buy a deployed service member a cigar at a deep discounted rate. And we cover the shipping. We make sure it gets to where they have to go so that service members all over the world and the country can enjoy cigars, increase morale, camaraderie. It's like the top three item requested by cigars, believe it or not, of both men and women who are protecting our country and our freedoms. They love cigars, and they love Patriot Cigars. MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off your order. You'll love them. A lot of people out there are loving them. You're going to start seeing them across a lot of different shows more. Roger Stone talks about them all the time and um, other great shows out there because it is a great product and a great cigar. So, Again, MyPatriotCigars.com, promo code MAGA, 25% off. And that is that. Self-sponsored, got to do it. I'm not out here. I mean, I have a MyPillow code. I don't even I don't even bother with it. Everybody has a MyPillow code. I'm self-sponsored. It's my company, conservative-owned. Profits of that company go towards America First candidates. Profits of that company go towards the defense and helping of January 6th political prisoners through the Patriot Freedom Project, which is another great uh, campaign Another great charity to look into, PatriotFreedomProject.com. A lot of people out there, a lot of good people doing a lot of good things. And one thing I was, <laughs> I like this article. Trump vows revenge for prosecutorial harassment in 2024. It will be our turn. And I think that's what we have to focus on, people. Because all of this is a distraction, and it's made to demoralize Donald Trump, which is never going to happen. The man literally was, he left Jersey, got on his plane, went to D.C. 
they had, oh, by the way, they had more security around the D.C. courthouse than they did at the Capitol on January 6th. That should tell you something right away. They had what looked like more than twice the amount of security at the D.C. courthouse for Donald Trump to be in there for about 45 minutes than they did on January 6th at the D.C. courthouse where they were they certified a fraudulent election. That tells you a lot. False flag, maybe. That tells you a lot. So 2024, like it, like Donald Trump has said, it is our retribution. And it is our revenge against the United States government to shove it back down their throats. And we're not going to take it and we're going to elect the man who you are trying to break. Who you are trying as the United States government to kill. Literally, they want to murder Donald J. Trump. That is what the federal government, that is what the Democratic Party, that is what some people in the Uniparty and Republicans want to do. They want to see Donald Trump take his last breath in a prison cell like an animal. But they don't care about the Epstein crime the client list. They don't care about catching pedophiles who are raping and selling and killing children. Big Bad Orange Man has to go to prison for life for sharing an opinion, for legally trying to uncover election fraud. There are documentaries on this now. So all of those people that made the documentaries and who they've, they say are, are peddling these lies, they should all be indicted, right? Every single one of them. When is Dinesh D'Souza and the people that made 2,000 mules going to be hauled in and, and under federal indictment? for conspiracy to defraud the United States, for conspiracy against rights, for disenfranchising voters. When is that going to happen? It's not. They don't care about any of them right now. They care about Donald Trump. But he vows revenge for prosecutorial harassment. He spelled out his plan for revenge over the targeted harassment toward him at the hands of of President Biden's corrupt Injustice Department warning that in 2024, it will be our turn because what will he do when we elect him? He will go after the bureaucracy and go after the unelected bureaucrats and start dismantling the deep state. He put out something on uh, Truth Social, I believe. He said, look, it's not my fault that my political opponent in the Democrat Party, crooked Joe Biden, has told his attorney general to charge the leading, by far, Republican nominee, a former president of the United States, me, with as many crimes as he can, that, as can be concocted so that he is forced to spend large amounts of time and money to defend himself. This is what Trump said prior to his arraignment in D.C. yesterday, which is true. He put it out on Truth Social. And he said, but soon the, the Dems don't want to run against me or they would not be doing this unprecedented weaponization of justice. But soon in 2024, it will be our turn. MAGA, make America great again, which is a fact. We get him into office. It is, forget all the negative noise from the DeSantards who were just parroting left-wing tactics about Donald Trump 
Because it happens to me on Twitter every day. I put something out and someone will comment, oh, it's going to be hard to do from prison. And then you look and it's an account, sometimes in a non-account. Sometimes it's just some idiot who lives on Twitter and does the follow for follow. They have 15,000 followers and they're following 15,000 people. And they, you know, back, they changed their name to like DeSantis girl or DeSantis this and DeSantis that. And back when they loved Donald Trump, their names were like Trump girl and Trump and Trump this. And they amassed these followings. And now they're turning against everybody, hoping that Donald Trump is in prison. It's wild. The Trump derangement syndrome is real. Okay? Literally, it's great. Michael Rappaport. Okay? Michael Rappaport, who is a washed-out actor running around New York City like a moron, has been doing nothing but ranting and raving about Donald Trump. I mean, when you, it's funny because they think they're funny, like they're funny in their own heads, but they're so deranged by this that they're using like their anger to try to like self medicate by, by just doing these, these stupid videos. So here, it's about a minute long. I'm going to play it. And I, I, this individual is so sick, but you know, what's great about people like this that they know they're doing this for their base because they know that Donald Trump has a good shot of winning still leading in the polls, leading in grassroots fundraising and clowns like this are not going to stop that. Look, look, Trump derangement syndrome is real. Indictment party cousin indictment party. Don't stop. Look at this guy. Once. Look, twice. Woo! Michael Rappaport, uh, washed out actor. Three times indicted. Big Jack Smith. Look. I love you. I'll say it again once. <laughs> twice. Woo! Three times. Is he drunk? Indicted. What is he on? Big Dick, we're going for four because they're going to get you in Georgia. Georgia. Oh, it's wild. Georgia. It, listen, another, another guy who wants to demoralize us, demoralize anybody they can to parrot the narrative that indictments mean guilt. Indictments equal guilt. Arrest equals guilt. They don't realize what's coming. They, they just think that Donald Trump's going to sit there and his defense team is going to sit there and have to take, take it all, take it all with no lube. But that's what, there's a defense. And they are not going to be happy what comes out in discovery. They're not going to be happy with motion after motion after motion. You realize that between Donald Trump's own money and the money that people like us will happily donate in order to fund this defense, oh, that the... DeSantis idiots are all calling out on. No, no, no. I'm going to donate more money to DonaldJTrump.com just to fight these people. I mean, that, that's exactly what I'm going to do. But Michael Rappaport, I mean, he, he if you look, look, his, his Twitter page, video after video, pictures of Trump just going crazy. Talking about 78 indictments, 
I, in his car. Nothing else. This is the content they make. Just on and on and on. And of course, meathead, fat Rob Reiner, who vowed he would never talk about Trump again recently. All his tweets are about Trump, not hyperbole. We are now living through the most important case brought to, by our Department of Justice in U.S. history. The most important case. What about the case for actual terrorists? What about those cases? What about cases about large sex trafficking rings? What about cases against cartels, cartel bosses. But no, the case against brought against Donald Trump is the most important case in American history. It's wild, it's deranged, and it's real. These people are literal literally just so it's it really it, it's wild. It is wild. And I'm going to play this. Is, I'll, here you go. Re- remember that um, that Capitol Police cop, Fanone, that with all the tattoos on him, who, who gave that big Hollywood performance and he cried. He went on and, oh, and then became a CNN news contributor. Rem- remember him? Okay. Uh, now, we're not going to play this whole seven-minute video. I want you to hear what he has to say, how he compares Donald Trump. It's wild. One of the people trying to hold that line is CNN law enforcement analyst and former D.C. Metropolitan Police Officer Michael That's right, D.C. Cop. Michael Fennell, I'm so glad that you're here tonight. I've been wondering what you have been thinking about all this. What is going through your head tonight after this indictment came down? When I first learned about the indictment, such um, a clown. I had a long conversation with a friend of mine, Ryan Riley. And uh, I told him how proud I felt uh, to be an American at that moment, uh, much in the way that I did uh, when I learned that uh, our military had killed Osama bin Laden. Watch the reporter's uh, reaction. What? I just felt incredibly proud. Riding the grip. These two um, seem Incredibly to proud you? to have been. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but the, why, why, are that, why that comparison <clears throat> in particular? I believe they're comparable. In what way? Absolutely. <laughs> this guy's a clown. Uh, Osama bin Laden was a terrorist who committed a horrific act against American people uh, and against our republic. And I believe that Donald Trump is a terrorist who committed horrific acts against the American people. <laughs> You can imagine that that is a very eyebrow-raising statement, to say the least, the notion of Osama bin Laden in a comparison to Donald Trump. The biggest retard take of the day, everybody. You have been concerned and have (laughs) felt about all of this, but are you concerned that statements like that or the rhetoric surrounding what his role has been is going to cloud people's view of this indictment? Well, that's what they want. Yes, I I think that the only person or people whose view matters uh, with regards to this indictment uh, are the jurors who will eventually be sat uh, and listen. Well, that's bullshit. um, And ultimately make a judgment as to whether or not 
uh, Donald Trump is guilty of the charges that uh, Jack Smith and the Department of Justice uh, have brought forward. The DOJ, as other you know, than that, what I say, me. what what I say, or, or what Republican lawmakers say, um, is just you know shit to take up time on cable news. Well, I'm glad he I'm glad he said that because that is true because. What he just said is complete shit. Can you imagine someone with the platform he has? He's a CNN contributor. He's riding the grift. He he got a good deal. And, gee, uh, he was paid handsome, handsomely for what he said in a courtroom in, in, in Congress. Okay? Really? Osama bin Laden and Donald Trump? But really quick. I want to just cover this, and then I want to play one more video clip and realize how fast an hour goes. Here, China. Donald Trump indicts sh- indictments show Americans are comfortable electing a criminal. China has so much—remember, China was afraid of Donald Trump. China is terrified of Donald Trump because of what he did to them and the tariffs. I mean, literally, he sold rice to China. Donald Trump sold rice to China. China is terrified of Donald Trump, and they have so much invested in the Biden crime family. It is uh, horrendous. China's state-run Global Times on Wednesday gleefully pounced on the indictment of former President Donald Trump, calling it further evidence that American democracy has become a political farce in which the U.S. electorate stands a good chance of electing a criminal as president. First of all, you're not a criminal until you're convicted of a crime. Biden is in China's pocket. They have tremendous amounts of money invested in the Biden crime family as part of that brand. And here we go. The China state, the CCP, pouncing on Donald Trump's a criminal. He's indicted and the American people are going to support a criminal to try to subvert any possible election interference that they can because this whole thing is election interference this entire thing but china is going to seize the opportunity can you blame them no because they have a commodity in the white house they have a ccp investment in the white house that's what they have right now in joe biden a commodity an investment a a they own him they own him so really quick donald trump gave Quick remarks when he left the courthouse after his indictment, the third indictment, more charges, and more are going to come in Georgia, and he's still running strong. Here we go. Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay. Hellhole. And all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, When you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very much. And that is where we are now, people. If you can't beat him, you prosecute him. And there's a precedent set and it's not going to go away. Just like the Democrats set a precedent with early voting and mail-in voting, which the Republicans are going to capitalize on this cycle. 
DC is a cesspool. New York City is a cesspool. Chicago is a cesspool. They've all been allowed to become more cesspools than they already were under the Biden regime because everybody loves criminals in the Democratic Party. And this is what they do, and they will continue to do it. We live in a third world country where it is okay and appropriate to prosecute your political opponents and to prosecute the dissidents of the federal government, whether ripping them out of their homes with, with FBI SWAT teams because they went to a rally and waved a flag on the front lawn of the Capitol, didn't even go inside, and sent people to prison for years for doing the same and attempting to literally murder their political opponent, Donald J. Trump, and that is what they're trying to do. And that's it. That MAGA morning hour goes really fast. Listen, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. You're always great. Chats are picking up everywhere. Tell your friends. Tell your family. MAGA mornings, 8 a.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday. Go on Rumble. Hit the like. Hit the follow. 1776live.tv brings you right to the Rumble channel. I will be back tonight with James Curry right here at 8.30 p.m. Eastern with a January 6th who's been convicted and facing a minimum of 10 years in prison when he gets sentenced this month, Chris Worrell, who has been uh, denied cancer treatment in the D.C. jail. He's currently home awaiting, awaiting sentencing, but he was denied cancer treatment. Florida resident Ron DeSantis, as governor, did nothing for his constituent when he was denied cancer treatment in the D.C. jail. But we'll get into all that tonight. He has a lot to reveal. Uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Again, it's Friday. Make sure later on this evening you find Steak for Breakfast podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts. They're a great show. And uh, again, hit the follow, hit the like. Make sure you're on Rumble. You should have an account on Rumble. Wherever you're listening, hit the share, like, follow. Follow me on social media, which you can get in the ticker below. I will see you later tonight. It's Friday, and if I don't see you tonight, I'll see you Monday morning. Have a great weekend. As always, MAGA hat stays on. We'll see you later.